Well, hello, everybody, Marvel fans. Welcome. I am Robert Stack. I'm just kidding. That's not my name, but it might as well be because of what we're talking about today. Ah. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? My name is Ryan J. Whitehead, and man, the Holy Trinity is back. We're in full effect, and we finally have gotten our co-host, Anna, back on the air. Hello. Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me. This is always fun. Welcome back. Happy New Year to both of you, because I think this is the first Happy time New I've Year. gotten a chance to see both of your lovely faces in 2022. So Happy New Year. Yes. Yeah. Happy, Happy New, New Year, Year indeed. And I'm really excited. I don't know about you guys, uh, but this episode is something that I've been thinking of for a while, and I'm glad we're getting a chance to do it. Because uh, at, at the end of the year, I looked back and I thought of how much Marvel we got in 2021. And it was like, we got a lot of stuff, and yet there's still all these dangling little juicy threads just waiting to be tied up. Uh, so that's what we're going to hypothetically do today, is we're going to hypothetically tie up those threads. We're talking about the unsolved mysteries of the MCU. And if I was talented enough music-wise, I would start playing the unsolved mysteries theme, and then we'd get sued, but it would be worth it. Well, for 30 seconds. Oh, that's true. It. Okay. Let's all start humming at acapella. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That show gave me so many nightmares as a kid. I, I could not handle the music. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't remember Unsolved Mysteries, to be honest with you. The only thing that comes to mind immediately is uh, Twilight Zone or uh, or X-Files. X-Files. Yes. Yeah. X-Files mm-hmm. and Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. They Those are, are scary. scary. Yeah. You would, if you'd watched oh. Unsolved Mysteries, Ryan, you'd re- you'd remember the trauma of the music of the the opening credits. Yes. It's, uh, <laughs> ooh, it it is just shivers, and it's usually just about missing persons, you know. But every once in a while, there's like, hey, look at that ghost over there, and it's just like, whoa, I can't handle this. I'm frightened now. So yeah, uh, I promise there won't be any ghosts. Maybe in our episode, I don't know. I'm looking at my list. Oh, there is some supernatural stuff, but we'll get there when we get there. Uh, so, how do you guys feel? You ready to dive into these mysteries? Yes. I'm. I'm interested to see Anna's critical eye on some of these story plot holes. Oh, uh, let's see. <laughs> Let's 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 make sure we keep our ranting at a tame pace, you know. Let's not go <laughs> yes. too ranty on one specific one. Let's open it up. But at the same time, I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited because there's some interesting things I want to kind of work out. But we'll get to it, and uh, yeah, it's gonna be fun. This is gonna be a good good episode. I, I have think. a feeling because you guys are so knowledgeable. I feel like between the two of you, you actually know the answers to all these mysteries, and you're just stringing me along. Oh, you're just no. entertaining me. I feel like Ryan really just, he's the storyteller here. Ryan is we'll definitely. We'll see. We'll see the webs we weave. Ooh, okay, yeah, that, that cements it on it. He knows what's going on here. He's, he's not fooling anybody. Uh, he already Well, this will be a good way to test this knowledge because the first one, uh, I kind of had these mysteries written chronologically in the order that the questions were raised. And the first one is one of Ryan's, which is, where you been at, leader? Samuel Stearns, where are you? That's right, Dr. Samuel Stearns. All right, so let's start with the Incredible Hulk. We have Dr. Samuel Stearns. He appeared in the scene where he tried to reverse engineer the Hulk and thus give him a cure. 
And yeah. through that, uh, and then through that experience, he actually tried to help the abomination become more abomination y. And through that experience, accident happens, he mutates, and boom, we get ourselves the leader. Uh, yes. Now, that being said, uh, that being said, this is Marvel MCU. This is canon. This is this counts. So where has he been? What has he been up to? My guess is if they're going to push it, I think he's part of Operation Paperclip. And I think he's actually kind of working, going to be working with S.H.I.E.L.D. Because S.H.I.E.L.D. would have been, because if uh, Ross was at the events where Samuel Stern and Abomination were taking place, chances are S.H.I.E.L.D. were not too far off. So they probably picked up Stern's pretty quickly. But where, like, where do you see him starting out in the Marvel Universe? Like, I I don't think they're going to pick up anything else with the Hulk. I think that's done. I don't think so, because if they're not done, if they're doing She-Hulk, they're not done with the Hulk. In fact, I think She-Hulk is going to give a lot of breadth to the world of the Hulk, uh, because we're re-seeing Abomination. But I think okay. in terms of the, I, I'm, I'm going to try to also, as much as I'm going to be a storyteller here, I'm also just going to think of like what the formula has been and really just apply said formula. So okay. every every series with WandaVision, Loki, Falcon Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. there's a four episode build up to a big surprise and then that big surprise ends up influencing everything. So yeah. for for WandaVision, not only is the fourth episode kind of really the deep down introduction into um Multiverse. I want to say well that and uh uh, what's her name? I want to say Spectrum. Spectrum. Well, Photon. Photon. There you go. Yeah. So introduction of Photon. And then they talk about the Fantastic Four shuttle. So there was a couple of nods there. But the biggest character introduction was her in episode three to episode four. So mm-hmm. my guess is Samuel Stearns will probably make an appearance in the fourth episode of She-Hulk while she's doing this court case and dealing with the Abomination and and they're gonna bring in Samuel Stearns, who's or who's like all messed up and stuff. So I think I think he's gonna be introduced, reintroduced in that as like a big kind of tie-in. Oh, damn, I am. <laughs> because well, because you got to think about it, right? They still have to clean up. They still have to clean up what's going on in Incredible Hulk because now we have we have Ruffalo as our new banner, um, but at the same time they need to kind of clean up the abomination with that. And with that, they need to go back to the origins and bring back these characters and give them justice. And that's what these series really do a good job in is, is bringing these characters in and giving them new life. And oh my God, Ryan, you just say it so simply this. Oh. Because it just makes sense to me because again, they could, they could bring in the wrecking crew. They could bring in, you know, other gamma villains um, that mm-hmm. the Hulk has, but Marvel's not going to spend too much time on new things. They need to clean up what they have. And, and if, if they do something new, then that means they have to tell that story and take that time. They don't have that. They're not, it's so far from everything I've seen, unless that person's a continued element throughout the entire series, which we are getting Titania in She-Hulk, which means we already got our one new character. They're not going to, introduce other characters because they don't want to take away from the spotlight so therefore you're going to substitute in samuel stearns the leader it just makes sense and that would be a good surprise because to be fair i mean you know raise your hand but incredible hulk was really good like if you take away the politics that is edward norton and the whole banner thing 
it's still a good story. Is it the best uh, Marvel? Is it the best Marvel? No, but it's still no, a good no, no. Story. I, I'm gonna have to correct. I'm gonna have to correct you as someone that is a huge fan of Edward Norton, and I would have loved for him to have the creative and creative influence that he wanted to have in this film. The reality is that movie was cut and splice so poorly 90 i I, when i rewatched the movie i think what's the movie is like an hour and a half i think less than two hours long and -hmm. i would say about an hour of it is explosions explosions they destroyed the story by wanting to market this film as a kid's movie like they chose to believe that their audience would be so dumb that blow things up make them happy like they had a they had a really great start to a story and they would if they would have just allowed they would have just been bold enough to be dark like they are now. Mm-hmm. It would have been a great film. I, I I love Edward Norton and I love the start, but everything else was a mess. There is no there's no real deep dive into character building, which I will agree with you on. Like they yeah. kind of over they kind of overlook some really cool ideas like Edward Norton was going at. Um, but in the end, I mean, it starts off with a wonderful chase of, of them going through it. There was also some really cool nods. They mentioned Canadian hunters that went after Banner. So there's some nice moments there. I agree with you. They didn't give it the breath it deserved, but still it's a, it's a simple story that stays on its path. And that's definitely, and, and, and and that's why I say it's good. Is it not the best? Is it, is it like Thor's Ragnarok of like the Hulk series? No, it's not. I think Hulk needs to have a Ragnarok personally, like a, a movie that really yeah, like a refresh. That character. Yes. Yes. Like a huge refresh. I think Absolutely. I, I think the She Hulk could be a fun way of well, we may not give you a Hulk movie, but we'll give you a Hulk world. And yes. I think that I think that there could be some themes that easily could be put in there. Like they could talk about like with Ruffalo being this kind of obi-wan figure in in she hulk i think that i think that he could do like flashback moments uh similar to well hopefully way better than what they did in falcon winter soldier where they actually flash back to moments he had being the hulk and like the struggles Mm -hmm. the struggles he had because even in the original avengers film he got into that like he got into the struggle of being the hulk and Mm -hmm. and really if you look at the avengers movie it's the hulk's story it's the Hulk's perspective in the world of the Avengers. No, for sure. And there were a, a couple lines from that that were from um, Ed Norton's Hulk that I really mm-hmm. liked that they did some parallels. Like, do you, you, don't, you don't think I've tried? When yeah. I did it, the big guy spit it out. Which is what Edward Norton wanted to do at the start of the movie. Have mm-hmm. himself put the gun in his mouth and then have the Hulk spit it out. Right. So, so, so it's so, it's kind of nice to see that they're they're willing to kind of like allow a little bit of that darkness because how could you not how could you not allow that in the Hulk it, it, I think that's what really got me it's like the Hulk is a really tragic character right he is mm-hmm. a really tragic hero because he has no other choice but to be what he is exactly like he's and, stuck he's stuck and I think he's still going through <clears throat> grieving. Like if we're talking, if I'm going to, don't worry, don't worry, Fantasia, we're going to summer the, we got to tame this. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yes, sorry. let's, let's debrief uh, the Hulk's erectile, just te- temporary erectile dysfunction. Well, he says it's temporary, <laughs> but come on, Anna, we don't believe that for a second. <laughs> oh God. But to, to kind of wrap it all up in a neat little package, I think we'll see Samuel Stearns in She-Hulk. I think that's going to okay. be their big surprise. They're going to, they're going to bring back the same actor because I'm sure that actor is more than happy he's the he's the perfect type of actor to do that kind of stuff i mean we've seen him in Watchmen, so it's it's just right up his alley 
that that being said, we're going to get the She-Hulk experience. And I think that not, I think through that, we're going to get, we're going to get the next stage of Hulk's kind of emotional journey, which, which I have to phrase it as they, they rejected each other. Then Banner needed him, but he rejected him. And <laughs> yes. now there's then an end game. They, they both accepted each other. So now at this point, do they actually accept each other? Like, cause I know Banner always struggled with the control of the Hulk and it seems like he, he made it, but the Hulk is still just like an, like a force of nature. So he could regress. There's so many ways you can build on that character. So I think in She-Hulk, She-Hulk might kind of open that conversation. And, and again, they're not going to introduce too many new things because they can't uh. branch off. I would disagree with theory only because if you re if you watch the end credits of Shang Chi, you see like you see him like human again. He's right. back in control as a person. He has his arm in a sling, so obviously they're coexisting in some capacity. If he's able to be Doctor Hulk and and then himself whenever he wants. I don't they know, will... but that also that begs the question. He thought that the Hulk was the cure, and he was the Hulk the whole time. So why would he change back to human form? Right? I I think there's I think there's an unsolved mystery there. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, Ryan. <laughs> I could open a lot of doors, but my point is yes. Stearns is going to be the big gem in She-Hulk. It's it's perfect. It's just it it's lines everything be the up. Hulk's Ragnarok. Yeah. It's going to be Hulk's Ragnarok. Yeah. I'm, I'm I love that idea of yeah. Hulk needs a Ragnarok and I like oh, Stearns absolutely. can be to this show what Kingpin was to Hawkeye. Like the surprise, I'm canon again. Oh, yeah. Here I am. Uh, like the if you look at all the worlds of uh, of Marvel, like here's Asgard, here's the Spider Verse, etc. If, if you look at all those as like a vein of gold in a mine, right? The Hulk vein is so big as they all are, and they just kind of chipped and broke ground a little bit and took a few nuggets and just left it sitting there for like 10 years. And it's still yeah. there. We just got to grab some picks and go down there and find ourselves some wrecking crews and some leaders and some red hulks, please, etc. Like that's all coming. And I think She-Hulk is, yeah, the perfect place to drop that big mm-hmm. veiny bombshell. What? What did I say? Um, uh, all right. That's what happened to the leader, maybe. Next one is also one of yours, Ryan, and I want you to clarify because I think you're talking about Captain Marvel with this mystery, but uh, it is, did they find any astronauts for the S.W.O.R.D. shuttle? Are you talking about the post-credits Captain Marvel? This is actually, no, I'm actually talking about the reference in WandaVision, uh, talking about episode four. That that stupid director dude of Sword who is absolutely garbage as a human being. Um, he he mentioned they walked by the the space shuttle and they said, well, you know, ever since the blip, we actually have had a hard time finding candidates for the the program. Mm. And we're all betting, we were all betting that it's that it's Fantastic Four that we're going to get the Fantastic Four. They're going to either steal the shuttle, which is what they do in the comics. They actually steal the shuttle. Not sword shuttle, but they steal a shuttle to get into space. Um, but uh, is the unsolved mystery is is are they going to continue with that? Because that was at the very beginning, like that was like again the very beginning of this phase, and we still haven't seen anything about it. So is it going to be in the Marvels because it's got to deal with photon, or is it going to? Are we not going to see anything until Fantastic Four? 
I feel like not till Fantastic Four. Only because that's the other that's the other Marvel flop that hasn't had a Ragnarok. Like, well, we know we know they're coming, right? Like we know that's going to happen. Because well, I've been there, have been little cur- like drops of hints about, or not about them, but infer like you can infer it's about them. I don't know. We don't. We don't even it, know if could. they I are going to be the- astronauts in this iteration. Ooh. Oh shit! That's a really oh dang! Mic drop moment. So uh, I got I got to give you props. Well, I mean, I got to give props to that they could be they could be cause they or sorry they could be chronological ex- explorers mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, there's there's a lot of rumors about that, but my point is it's still kind of an unsolved mystery because they kind of like they they put it front and center and they even gave it dialogue, which means it's not like it's not like the Doom Doctor Doom Easter egg we've seen in Moon Knight. It's not, it's mm-hmm. like, it's not something you just like quickly flash an image and be like, okay, it's coming. You know what I mean? Like they literally was like, here's a giant space shuttle. Too bad. We don't have astronauts to go to space. Like, and you're just like, like everyone was like, like, like wanting to jump through the screen and just shake the guy. But like, and, and then literally seconds later is they're like, oh, I'm going to bring in my super tech friend. And everyone's like, oh my God, it's Reed Richards. It's Hank McCoy. It's whatever. But the fact of the matter is, is like they left it. They literally left it the way it is. And, and usually when Marvel brings up something with dialogue, like, and gives it breadth of dialogue, that means like they're building at something and they didn't build, they, they left it where it is. Maybe it means nothing, Ryan. Maybe this is a Ralph Boner. Yeah, exactly. It could just mean right? nothing. Maybe it means nothing. Maybe oh, God, I hate that. I, I really hope it's not a Ralph Boner. I, I don't think, like, I think it would Listen, be, you have many theories about Mephisto. We have yet to see him. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'll take, I'll take a hit on that. I'll take a hit on that point. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. But that's not to say, you know, Mephisto's not around because, you know, look... <laughs> The book, and then the then the then the stained glass. It's like you can't it, argue. It's not, let me. It could just be argue. nothing. It could just. Let me be throw nothing. this hypothetical situation at you guys. It's not the Fantastic Four who take the shuttle. It's Ralph Boner and Christine Everhart, and out in deep space they meet oh Nihilus, and he let fuses with her. No, let it go. <laughs> Nobody wants that. Only Fantasia does. Yeah, only Fantasia wants that nonsense. When it happens, Ryan's going to be cheering louder than me. I promise. <laughs> I do kind of like Fantasia's uh, idea of, like, maybe they're not astronauts. Yeah, they could be. Uh, there's a lot well, they could do with it. Uh, Ryan, you brought up the idea once how you compared Rick Sanchez from Rick and Morty to Reed Richards. And it's like, what if, what if Reed is just this yes. weirdo in his garage who's just too smart for his own good? And, you know, he peeled back a curtain to a world he had no business peeling back a curtain to. And now all of a sudden the genie's out of the bottle and he is just riding through space and time in a little bathtub with his wife and his friends and fighting monsters. I think I think they could introduce him as like coming through a portal from another dimension and being like, hey, I'm we're the Fantastic Four. And yeah, like kind of like a Rick and Morty moment. But they i think they still i think marvel needs to give fantastic four the intro everybody wants
wants the Ragnarok. They want the you... Ragnarok. They want. They want, and I mean that's going to be the, the Anna. You've already said it. Like that's going to be the coin term of this mm. entire episode. But mm-hmm. think about it. Like they did. They did the terrible space shuttle one in the move. The first movie where like Victor funds the whole thing. They take a shuttle the, into the space station, and it's a whole thing. No, yeah. I think they need to do literally as close to the comics as possible. They take a shuttle. They get hit by cosmic rays. They yes. force back into Earth. Crash. Fantastic Four. They need to do something as remotely close to that because Fantastic Four needs their due. And and everyone, everyone, every comic book fan is just biding their time just waiting for this this moment. Because once that happens, it's so it's so it's so like like it just makes them feel so validated. You know what I mean? Like it's because it will give it will give everyone that that moment of like Kevin Feige, you still did it. Like you you did it, you did it. Like you did you, you did the, the moment. previous abominations. Well, not only that, because everyone was like begging for him to take Fantastic Four from Fox, right? The court case, the the whole trial, and all that stuff. Like everyone was begging for him to get it so they can get the Fantastic Four they want. And mm-hmm. if, as long as Feige does that small thing literally just give them that small like like even if reed richard's like yes we went into space and this ha-, like even if it's a story a memory kind of like the homecoming effect the the, mm-hmm. the the homecoming move then that's all people want then check mark you know then you can do whatever you want with fantastic do you just want this so and that uh, we that. can hear the theme song because i am on board with that <laughs> on an out of space adventure they got hit the car. that's it that's it that's all we want Give us something good. Just go back to the basic. After all those previous movies, that was mean. That was really brutal. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right? They need a win. So that's what I'm saying. It, it, they need a win, and you have, you've teed it up. You've teed it up with the shuttle, and that's why. That's, it's still an unsolved mystery right now, but it could be the biggest Marvel payoff in terms of like investing in the MCU. Like Because everyone who will have seen that Fantastic Four moment where they take the shuttle and then boom, cosmic rays and crash, then they'll be like, that's the shuttle. That's the shuttle from WandaVision. Right. And that's, that's a moment both Marvel and Disney will want because they I'm want hoping, you talking about that. I'm hoping because they've already done so many origin stories that they do pull a homecoming where it's just like, let's just yes. set where we are. We are already like in this moment, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't need to be told. We need to watch uncle Ben being shot again. We're done. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and that's my point. But like, because we haven't, because Fantastic Four hasn't had that grace period, like that mm-hmm. hasn't had that graceful moment. I think just a flashback, like of like literally, you just need to show them flying the damn thing, and then show them on the ground looking around, getting their powers. Like that's all you need to do. You, you could, don't think you they could would just see say them? it. You could say it, but I think it would be better if you get the vision. Okay. I think something they could end up doing because they tend to do this thing a lot. Oh, there I am. I'm back. They tend to do this thing a lot is uh, something will happen in like, I don't know, Ant-Man. And whatever happens there, that's the cosmic rays. Like, oh, shit, Hank, I just accidentally turned this bomb on. I'm sorry. And then the post credits is like, wow, this space trip was a good idea. Right, guys? Boom. Uh, probably more eloquent than that, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, then uh, they mm-hmm. get hit by cosmic rays. 
etc. But I mean, I mean, Anna, Anna actually could take the win here on this on this conversation because they could easily just say mm-hmm. it happened and not even show it. But my point is, they still mm-hmm. need the event yeah. to happen. They need to right. they need to do the Peter Parker thing where they need to say like, we took a shuttle and we hit some cosmic rays and you know, boom, we're here, and that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Like they, that still needs to that that validation of like we know we know fans that you want the you want the origin and we're telling you that's what happened to them because you know it so well we're just letting you know that's yes. what happened to them. that's why Peter Parker was like yo I was uh, at a lab and I got bit by a spider you know yeah everybody knows we don't need you know to be a it. great test for that I, I would have... like to I would like to yeah. but I agree with you. Five movies. We've had five movies. I'm really curious to see if they do that this March in the Batman. Because we don't need to see Thomas and Martha get shot again. So I'm really curious to see them handle that in that way. Because they haven't really done that yet. I I don't think so. It's giving me very much like an established Batman. Like he's full on detective mode. Like yeah. maybe we'll see him starting to elevate himself of, of as more as the Batman, but I I don't I it doesn't that's not the impression at least I've gotten from a lot of the trailers. It looks like it's very much him as an adult, or well, at least going into as detective right. Batman. Yeah, I think that. Well, I think Burton did it best. Like you didn't even really see what happened. You just see you no. see the the mysterious gunman and then the smoke in the alley. The sh- yeah. Yeah, but you and you hear it, but you never see it. You never see the parents like die in the first die. one. The second the second one they kind of elaborate on it further, but like the first one you just see the gunman and that's it. And I, I think again, I honestly, even if he held the gun and just you hear the gunshot, you know. You you just as a, a memory. Fan, yeah, just yeah. a memory. Like you as a fan know that story so well. It's and it, it's and again it's that it's the Ragnarok. It's the homecoming. <laughs> it's the homecoming. You know the origin. Why waste the time? Trust your audience. Trust your audience, and that's the problem with DC. They're not willing to trust their audience. That their audience mm-hmm. is smart enough to know. I already know this. I already know this. You don't need to tell it to me. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, hopefully we'll get there with Fantastic Four. I love how you know Marvel's doing something right when you can use two of their titles as verbs. At this point, like, oh damn! It has to. It, we need to put it in the dictionary. Yeah. Fucking the Ragnarok. We're gonna get to a point coming. in like forty the years where like college will... kids are like, "Dude, this party is totally Ragnarok." <laughs> we were we did it first, motherfuckers. <laughs> we were first. We did it here. Uh, but I will say, I and Homecoming is a perfect verb to use because Homecoming was a reboot for him to come home yeah. to MCU and get a proper treatment. So it actually works as a, as a Yeah, that title was really, that was a oh, cheeky perfect. title. I remember when they announced that, I was like, I see what you're doing. I see, I see you. So, well, let's, uh, let's leave the Fantastic Four in space for now and come down slightly to Earth, uh, maybe a few hundred feet above the Earth, because our next question is, where did White Vision go? Yes! Because we left where we left off White Vision, he had that realization that he wasn't the yes. vision. He was a vision. So what does that mean? Does that mean this the the white vision is um 
is sentient? Is it is he now sentient? Is he going to become a different iteration of Vision? It's I because that's that's how we kind of left off, right? Like realizing that he wasn't the original Vision that he was just a copy, and it's like okay. I, I'm okay. I got. I have to leave now. Yeah, it was uh, mm-hmm. like an identity kind of thing of like, who am I? What am I? It feels like they're going to go the same road that they went with Gamora, where it's like, okay, she's back, but she's not the one you remember. Yeah. But there's still the question of, okay, there is a vision floating around somewhere. What you know? What's what's his deal? Where's he going to end up? Who's he going to interact with? But he has Vision's memories. He's he's not like he does have visions memories or like he doesn't he have he he's a copy of vision so those memories I technically would still be on that hard drive so he is he is and isn't vision so what I'm hoping that we could very much like Gamora that it's gonna be like a building back of a relationship but I don't I just don't know how you would bring in white. Uh, vision unless we see him in um uh doctor strange in the doctor strange Ooh, movie that's a good place mm-hmm. i don't know if we'll see him in that i don't it I doesn't don't... make sense it doesn't yeah. make sense because he's not connected to the kids right like he there's no connection to the children the only connection would be wanda so it and if he left we're we're facing someone with an identity crisis of not not knowing who they are what their task what their goal is they're now sentient. Who are they? How do I access these previous memories? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. So, I think I think he's gonna go on a on a path of self discovery, like like just, a walkabout. Yeah, like a walkabout. I don't know. I don't know if he's gonna do anything like like for example, just to give you like an idea of how far we could go with this. He, like he could go out into space and then the guardians find him later on. You know what I mean? Like, but that just doesn't seem like, like it doesn't make sense as to why this is someone who lost their identity or wasn't given an identity. Then was told he had an identity and he's a reflection of somebody. Then that person was, turns out was the reflection and he's the, he's like the zombie vision. So that's I mean, lot. what we saw from WandaVision that Wanda holds a piece of, vision forever a piece of yeah. vision is in her forever because of the stone so she she could be the one that like re-imprints white vision but when are we going to see that when would we how would we when would vision enter unless we got a uh scarlet witch standalone movie but didn't but didn't that vision like the the scarlet witch's vision that she created uh wasn't didn't he imprint his soul if you will onto the the vision yes because that but that was the whole ship of thesis experiment right yeah yeah but it's in that in that hard drive so i'm assuming it's got it, it wanda has to be involved she has to somehow trigger that again because yeah. how would white vision know to do that or even care to do that mm-hmm. so i think i wonder if maybe vision is just kind of lost like a an um not quantum myself what's it called the uh superman's quantum solace no like he maybe exiles fortress himself of solitude somewhere. is that what you're thinking yeah fortress like I know, a fortress like creating himself a fortress of solitude somewhere in the arctic just like mm-hmm. choosing to solitude because he doesn't like okay i don't know who any like i don't know what the world is 
you know what? I hear I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw a really cool one on you. you like a Doctor Manhattan situation. He's just such a transcendent being. He's like I'm just gonna choose to. He's just hanging out on universe. Mars, just eating grapes. I'm gonna. I'm like we don't know what vision can do. <laughs> I'm gonna throw a curveball at you guys here, and I'm okay. gonna give. This is not. This could not play out, but I'm gonna say it is because I just I think it's one of the best moves you could do in terms of storytelling. Yeah. What if? I hate that. I hate using what if right now, but I have to do it. What if, what if by that scene where the whole ship of thesis thing and then Vision's like, oh, okay, let me wake in your mind and like reset you. What if that reset reawakens Ultron within him and then he's going out to rebuild Ultron? Mm, Come on, just no. just live with me here. No, because <laughs> Ultron is entirely separate. There was nothing of Ultron that was uploaded into Vision's body. Are you sure about that? Because I mean, in Age of Ultron, he started Vision. He started him. And he even hooked his head up into the thing. I think it would be pretty cool. Uh, I, I, like my, I like my Dr. <laughs> Manhattan. Like I would like to see him either in another universe or him creating his own universe. Hmm would be would be cool i mean either as a result of either either opinions on this one um though i do like we're on different ends of this because again i think i think the possibilities are endless here at vision i think vision should build either rebuild ultron or rebuild or or build joe costa because i think joe costa would be a cool character to have oh that would be good yeah i i we would we were the last thing was it vision said before he disappeared was like this is not the last time we'll meet so it's mm-hmm. what is it it's 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 good to assume that it won't be the last so i mean yeah they're gonna see each other again vision's gonna come back but w- where when and how he comes back that will be really interesting yeah, that's a it's tricky so question it's... maybe he won't even maybe he won't even be because if he's left idle and wondering maybe he's easily influenced and he becomes a tool to somebody else and maybe you don't maybe you see him again as an antagonist to wanda maybe Mm -hmm. he's this character is such a cipher like it feels like he could pop up anywhere but at the same time he doesn't fit anywhere like would are we to assume we're waiting for an avengers 5 before we see him um he is a creation of tony stark is it possible he pops up in armor wars and is like i see you're making lots of armor i was once something like you know there's there's so many places where you could put him but none of them feel like the right place in the way that she hulk feels like the right place for samuel stearns so Mm -hmm. i'm just i'm really i'm really curious yeah i feel like i don't think maybe this is a question of avengers 5 and that's it's just too far ahead. Maybe because let's just cr- like because it looks like we're looking at crushing Wanda mm. some more. So and then we keep Vision in the background as to like you know we'll, we'll throw you a bone. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, well, that sounds fair. He's right now he's just living the life and trying to figure out what all those sitcoms what like what they meant. He's like, oh, <laughs> that's what I was doing. Uh, this <clears throat> next one, we're sticking on the one division train here, but this next one has me very excited. And this question is, what's the deal with the Darkhold, people? I mean, come on, what's going on? Oh, man, I am so excited for the Darkhold. There is an infinite number of possibilities that this could bring up. I'm hoping, I'm hoping it kicks off kind of the Midnight Suns and gets really supernatural. 
Um, there is actually a, a group of Darkhold users, and they kind of awaken, you know, hell spawns like like Mephisto and, and minions like minions that serve under you know Mephisto, that kind of thing. So I personally, I think that narrative will go into introducing a Mephisto-like experience, whether it be Mephisto himself or some sort of demon-like character like Blackheart. Maybe uh, not. Like, maybe not. Could be wrong. Well, well, no, I'm not saying that you're wrong. I just think that because if with Morbius, we're finally tapping into more supernatural, and I'm hoping we go into like the blade into Blade. Mm-hmm. One can. Oh, we're hope. going so, to Blade. Blade's coming. Blade's coming, no matter what. <laughs> I'm so excited! I can't wait. So I don't feel like that's gonna. I don't know. I feel like. I, I feel like very much like Vision, this doesn't entirely fit just yet. I don't know, because I think the sword, I think this uh, Black Knight sword is tied into the Darkhold, to be honest with you. Ooh. They crave, uh, like, Darkhold, like, oh, um, Black Knight's sword <clears throat> craves death and blood. And and it's kind of, I think it's going to call to something, and, and Darkhold will be a part of that experience. And I think that's why... I think that's why a lot of fan theories I've been seeing from like other sources, everyone's hinting at the Midnight Suns because it also this also could play into Moon Knight's Conchu, which the, which at the time of this recording, the trailer just came out this week. It looks super amazing, yeah. but I think Conchu being a uh, spiritual god of justice will have to do something against the Darkhold and and awaken Conchu's champion which is Moon Knight to stop this whole thing so I I think that's where that story's coming from do we know enough of that world to really build on it not that much but I think that's where the building blocks are coming I personally think artifact wise the Darkhold and the sword are gonna are gonna work together in some way shape or form well on uh, the list of unsolved mysteries way further down on the list one of them is what's the connection between Blade and the Legend of the Black Knight and I think you just answer that one for us because that makes total sense there they are part that is another yeah. vein of gold that has not been touched yet so yes. they're really starting to uncover it and be like hey we've got michael morbius we've got all this we've got all that let's start digging through that and get to some juicy supernatural things which may even lead to ghost rider again hopefully oh yes. no please <laughs> i'm hoping constantine he's he's dc yes. constantine would be pretty cool <laughs> Oh. oh no! Sorry, Elsa Bloodstone. Elsa Bloodstone is who you're thinking. Now I'm hoping it is Constantine so that we get a DC crossover, and you're just like, "Yay, DC is oh the best!" Oh my god, I would live. I would you live. Almost, yeah, I you almost got me in that trap. Fight. But there is there is a Constantine like character, and and Johnny Blaze ends up becoming a Constantine like character for Marvel um, when he loses <clears> Ghost Rider. <throat> he becomes like he becomes like the magician. The, like he well he comes like the expert of hellfire is like the way they okay. kind of describe it so he becomes that but there is a character who's like constantine and her name's elsa bloodstone and she's like she's she's kind of like your van helsing of marvel which is pretty bad okay um but that being said i i do think that 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 blade the sword and the Darkhold are all going to be a narrative in some way shape or form it's going to start that that vein into that gold you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we're going to see, I, I think 
The only other Midnight Sun character I think that we need to see is um, is the the Runaways uh, girl, old what's her face, uh, whose name escapes me at the moment because I haven't watched enough of the Runaways. Uh, but I also want to see, and it also brings in Cloak and Dagger. It could also bring in. Um, I do want to see Ghost Rider make a comeback. I think his story's not really done. I think there's a lot in the Marvel world he can do. Do I want to see Nick Cage reprise his role? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if he fits the tone anymore that MCU is delivering. I think I'm hoping that the Ghost Rider is just someone that appears and then disappears, or maybe just doesn't come up at all. Yeah. I think well no I think he could be like a Boba Fett like character. I don't think he needs like a I don't think he needs a main story, but I think Okay. He, I think he could like you said, like he could appear and intervene in something or like to see the last <clears throat> moment and then just bail. Yeah. You know what I mean? That would be kind of cool. Only because we've had already the Where do you know who the ghost rider is? We don't need more. But maybe ghost rider specifically yeah. the cage ghost rider needs a Ragnarok. You're just nice to come back and get Ragnarok. You know, I think I found a way to tie in everything we're talking about here. Oh Hold my on. god, Ryan, no. Bear with me Let's here. see. Let's see genius. Let's see this. Let's genius. I think we can, because everyone's begging for a House of M story. Like a legit yes. Wanda, just no more mutants, like wipe out the whole thing. But it's reverse. I think it's, she's going to create mutants and and in this process she's going to use the dark hold and the, the call the sword is going to be a part of it as an instrument to like consume innocent lives kind of thing to a point where she could resurrect the vision or think she's resurrecting the vision and also getting her family and then in the end wanda becomes the villain and the midnight suns have to stop wanda i can dig it I know it would be I know it would be boss to like make Wanda like this like symbol this this the symbol of power and strength and she should be but her story is so much lost and stuff I want to see her get twisted like I want to see her get evil and she was I close. know she has a really tragic story Wanda has probably one of the most tragic stories of a lot of the Marvel characters mm-hmm. and I really want her i like want her to have a happy ending because in her comic book life she does not get one. Oh my god no i know gets- I, I want that disney ending too for her but it's just so much juicier to see her turn evil like i feel like but she's, she's never starting you know like consciously evil she's yeah. always being manipulated by everybody else like yeah. there's so much sorrow with wanda and like her her pain really allows her to have people really use her all the time yeah i think that's why i i love her character so much because she's just such a tragic tra- such an incredibly tragic character that you f- you feel for her it's like you understand why she does these things yeah like and a lot of the time they're fucking accidents yeah what the i always forget the name of the well, town woodsbury that, that was an accident yes like that was completely unintentional and then it happened and she's like well i'm gonna ride this train because it's comfortable and i need that right now yeah. yeah, I mean, in the end, you could still have her be like a very strong character, and she's demonstrated time and time again like epic heroic moments, like when she like freaking rips out Ultron's heart. 
give me more mm-hmm. scenes like when she nearly like wrecks thanos oh my god i love that scene like when she's just like you took everything from me he's like i don't even know who you are like <laughs> it's such a good moment like oh man does that make you feel for her like oh yes. i want to rip this punk apart did he just say that did he just say- and i don't she's even just, know like I don't know. I think if White Vision exists, that means she's getting a happy ending. If there's a White Vision, yeah. that's what I'm playing on to. She's getting a happy ending. She has. Yeah. She just has to. But but if that's the case, then maybe she leads the Midnight Suns into whatever yes. dark problem that's pulling her. It could even be Nightmare. It could be Blackheart. It could be Mephisto. It could be Ugh. any number of those people. Um, could even be Doctor Doom. Who knows, right? Like whoever, like Doctor Doom could take the dark hold and decide to rewrite the whole MCU world, and then it's up to her, Midnight Suns, to go and try and stop this. Could be, could be. Well, we don't have concrete dates on a lot of stuff yet, but from the looks of things, it really looks like before we see Black Knight again, before we see Blade again, we are seeing mm-hmm. Agatha House of Harkness, and yes. that is a great place to sort of open these questions up a little bit and maybe flip through a few pages of that book. Uh, there's a part of my brain and I don't really understand how it works. It just works this way that I get really excited and really pleased when things are color coded. I just love that. So when WandaVision comes along and you've got your red magic and your blue magic and your purple magic, and we see that one little shot of the book and it's covered in orange magic, that gets my motor running in ways I can't properly describe in a PG 13 way. So I, I want to, I, I want them to really dive into that and be like, okay, there's a reason Agatha's magic is purple. She's evil. There's a reason uh, that Wanda's magic is red. She's magnificent. She's better than everybody else. Now there's a reason why this book is orange. And if that's Mephisto, then that's just the cherry on the Sunday, as far as I'm concerned. Well, here's the other thing, though, is that we the next we see Wanda, and man, I actually hope Elizabeth Olsen keeps getting casted and and, and Wanda gets more screen time, because honestly, I think, I, again, I, I think that because we're seeing her in Multiverse of Madness, and she also has, what's her name, America Chavez, uh, I think that um, she could finally try to find a world where, you know, she could have to find Vision, and then the both of them go with uh, America Chavez into a universe where their kids exist. And mm-hmm. thus, an evil villain could be the opposing force in preventing that from happening and, you know, solving some things there. I keep forgetting that those kids are still around. They're, they, uh... Well, they, they are and they aren't, right? Like, they don't, they don't, they, they don't exist in the current MCU world that we have. But I think America could be the reason, like, she could open a world where they did exist. Yeah, and I think they want, like, Feige and company wants to bring them back. I feel like that's a thing that they weren't just there to be in that show, and that's it. Uh, All right, I like these ideas. Tying up the dark hold with lots of good stuff. Uh, I hope you're listening, Kevin. In the meantime, let's move on to one that might be a bit simpler. And I think both of you already have pretty strong ideas of the answer here. Who was Sharon Carter talking to on the phone? I'm going to say, I'm going to say it right now. Anna called it. Anna called it. Anna freaking called it. Cause when we talked about who was, who she was on the phone, Anna was like, Anna was like, yo, it's the Kingpin. And here we are. It has Kingpin to be. In the world. It has to be. It just Anna, you be. know how badly I want you to be right. So I am, I am on team Anna as far as this is concerned. 
Oh my God. I really hope so. It has like, that man has so much control. It, I just, I, I don't know any other way how to introduce him. It just would make more, so much sense. The only reason why it's like, I think it's so cemented that it is him. Is that first of all, in no way home and spoilers you've been warned but at this point if you're not if if you haven't seen it then you then you clearly don't care about spoilers at this point i have one uh, student but... who, who got shafted by her friends and couldn't go so if you're listening you know who you are <laughs> spoilers <laughs> but other than that ryan's right you already know about spoilers. yeah yeah so she has to, the <laughs> internet <laughs> yeah the internet probably done a lot of the damage already absolutely um, kim kardashian posted on her uh, what instagram a dumb, like, dumb. are you kidding me what a dumb dumb uh, what a dumb. Right. to be fair to her she posted it like last week the movie's been out so <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah nobody yeah. to blame man yeah um so okay so norman confirmed in no way home that he said he went and tried to find himself there was no norman osborne in the mcu and there was no Osborne. Yes. So already that eliminates like the 50-50 chance that it's that it's either normal. Yeah, because he was the next big so uh, choice. It, yeah. He he would be he would be the only next mm-hmm. big choice. I'd be I'd be beyond surprised if it was someone like Ross, which doesn't make any sense because the guy has government access anyway. So why would yeah. he need someone like the, the power broker to give him all this access to weapons and stuff when Kingpin is on the outside now the other thing is is that d'onofrio has been pretty political in a good way trying to settle marvel fans expectations as, the, as to his re- return um and he said that this is the kingpin from daredevil this is the exact same kingpin from daredevil mm-hmm. this hasn't changed anything his story's still the same all that's there so that's true and he even admitted, he said, the reason why he's in the MCU world and, and what he's doing right now is he's trying to regain his empire. Thus, he has a he would obviously have someone who's a power broker. And if the Avengers were causing as much problems as they were, he'd be a person to be like, we need to we need to bring this, we need to get access to all this stuff. So and he's a powerful, scary, scary ass man. Oh, absolutely. He would be the best villain to have in, in this iteration of the MCU. <laughs> Yeah. Incredible. He is like no other because he's an unbelievably intelligent, patient, wealthy, multiple streams of income. I mean, all nefarious, but I just like he's and honestly, the best version of Kingpin that I've seen in a really long time. Like an incredible Kingpin Daredevil. I, I love um I love that actor anyways, because he has such intensity without having to be necessarily outwardly very aggressive. So I think he did an excellent job proving that Fisk is a, is not someone you should reckon with just not, not only physically, but mentally, like he's not uh-huh. dumb. And I think he's not only, like you said, Anna, he's not only the best version of Kingpin we've had in a long time. The very nature of this character is he's the only version we've had in a very long time. Kingpin is not a go-to guy for screenwriters. They don't rely on him a lot. Like, even if he pops up in a video game, he's there as, like, a cameo, and then he's gone. Uh, The 90s cartoon was really the only time until Daredevil came along that they made him, like, a mainstay. So because he's such a left-of-center character, that's one of the things that appeals to me about him. Uh, So to use him in this way that is so powerful... To me, it it's something that they're just great at, like the Guardians of the Galaxy. You use, you use people nobody cares about. Boom, 
they were everybody's favorite now. Uh, so to take mm -hmm. that and apply it to this guy who's been my favorite since I was like eight, that is, it just feels like something that they're good at doing and they have been doing and will continue to do. So there, if, yeah. if he is not yeah. this power broker, I, I don't know what other avenue they could take that would be as interesting. The only, the only other reason that I also think it's the kingpin, ping, kingpin is because normally Marvel, you have your a standard villain, like your alien wizard, or I came from one of the three big, it was like Robot. alien wizards robots, and yeah. robots. Yeah, so alien wizards are robots. And then you have kind of like the like Hydra. You have the, the financial backing, the money. We haven't had a, a money villain in a while. Yeah. So I think someone that's essentially funding a lot of these villains makes it makes sense, and it would make sense for it to be the kingpin. Like it, it just it, like in terms of if we go what what Ryan is saying, like what we've seen from Marvel, Marvel, that is same equation would apply. You have your robots, wizards, and aliens, and then you need your money to fund is, your robots, yes. wizards, and aliens. And this is a guy who wants to always equalize the playing field. That's that's been mm -hmm. kingpin's role, like even as a villain, like he he will sit at the top. But the whole point is, is he wants to like level the playing field. So, mm -hmm. like um, with Daredevil, he fought fire with fire. Like he found, he found Bullseye and essentially turned Bullseye literally into a Daredevil, thus equalizing mm -hmm. the playing field. In the end, he lost, but that was not the point, right? So in this case, it makes sense that he has this power broker, and this power broker is like, "Yo, these superheroes are problems because they're preventing him from." running the the being the leader that he sees his himself crime syndicate exact his crimes but he controls it right the whole idea is he doesn't he probably doesn't see himself as a criminal he sees himself as someone who controls crime because he mm -hmm. sees himself as a person who can lead and mm -hmm. if this world is getting out of control with all these superheroes which they are thus the sokovia accords then who better to equalize the playing field than him Finding someone who can help him get all the access to this gear and stuff so he can literally fight fire with fire and say, look, these heroes are a problem. I have now, you know, created the Thunderbolts, let's let's just say, like, you know, using Zemo. I have taken these people and these people can and control heroes and we can finally get back to living in the world that we want to live in. You know, you and think then Kingpin, Kingpin sits on top and he wins. You think he would fund? Oh shit! What's um from Falcon and Winter Soldier, um, the not the the Baroness. Well, yeah, Baroness? exactly. Oh, yeah. And that's that's yeah. the next Contessa. mystery. So let's that's a perfect segue on it because what is she recruiting for? And I think this leveling the playing field is a perfect solution yeah. to this too. Maybe the King King is behind that. Oh, it's perfect, and it's perfect. Like, uh, what's the word? Um, propaganda it's perfect propaganda for him to sit again on top of the world because he he talked about in daredevil i've been watching daredevil season one all over again and it's like the best thing ever because technically it's mcu now so you gotta you gotta brush up people um but but in in the mcu he talks about he wanted to destroy not destroy but he wanted to essentially he wanted to um yeah, essentially deconstruct the city and and rebuild it in his image because he thinks he's the best person to do so. And well, who the better, whole and yeah, who better sorry, to sorry. do that is the, yeah no no it's 
who better to do that than him and to have his own Avengers in his back pocket. Yes, that's the whole thing in Daredevil where he believes he is right. He never sees himself as wrong. The daredevil is in his way of what he wants to do, of living his life. It's like, you are, you are, like in that last fight, it's like, it's you, you are doing this. He never saw himself as evil. And he still doesn't. He's still a hundred, he feels he's justified because he's not the one pulling the trigger. He's not the one doing the murdering, the killing, or the stealing. He's only the mastermind behind it. So it only makes sense for him to create these individuals in his own image, to have his own propaganda and say, like, my heroes are better than your heroes. We're already planting doubt on Spider-Man, the Hulk, uh, doubt on, well, now that we lost uh, Captain America and we lost Tony Stark, what the world believed were the true leaders of the Avengers. Maybe the Avengers' credibility because, and again, Wanda, we have we've lost vision, so maybe this is gonna be a my heroes versus your heroes. Who's your who's your salvation? Maybe I'm your salvation, not them. Like they've all let you down. I mean, we've all we've seen them all kind of have a huge fallout, and we've lost leadership. So I mean, the the Avengers are technically kind of vulnerable right now. Yeah, hundred percent. And and it's it's one of those things. It's like it's it's perfectly satirical too, because because Kingpin could easily let's say he runs for senator again or whatever, and like mm-hmm. does that whole angle. Then people could say like, oh, you know, you recruited uh, or sorry, couldn't help but notice. Let's say somehow you tie him into the U.S. agent, and he'd be like, no, you're getting the facts wrong. Like he could easily change the narrative. Like look at these heroes you praise, Tony Stark, a drunk wreck, you know almost caused the world to explode two times kind of thing he's like look at captain america flawed all this stuff you know what i mean like uh he he protected a he protected um he protected his friend who's a convicted criminal right Mm -hmm. like he could easily change the narrative on all these heroes and he's gonna be like if you support me i will make the city you've been wanting to have and it's it's so perfect. It's going to be the Lex Luthor that people wanted in DC. Yes, and, and, that and is what, everyone what we deserve. And, oh God, and a mastermind, a genius. Actually, bold this time. Yes. Uh, look, I've <laughs> I've been saying this to nauseating effects since we started Infinity Rewatch, where there's only so many times we can see them fight an army of robots or an army of aliens or whatever. I want to see a team of heroes versus a team of villains, and we. I think like we're this, gonna... this is the best place for it, right? Like this is the like yes. the Black Order kind of, but it didn't feel like what I had in mind. Like it didn't feel like team versus team. Like they were just kind of there backing up their home. Or, uh, or, or maybe we get something different. Maybe we get like um, a different iteration of what is it called? The Endless War, the uh, Eternal War. It's the, oh, never Infinity War. Oh, damn it, that's DC. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Infinite Crisis? Anna, is this your way of... Get are you suddenly telling DC us that we should start another podcast? Because I'd be down too. No, but to be fair, there are so many parallels. They kind of rip each other off in some way, right? So it's like a little, sometimes a little fucking confusing. But uh, no. it, I do kind of like that idea of like, that they, because again, we're, 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 we're talking about an identity crisis here. Because... Um, U.S. agent still does. Oh, he's not U.S. agent yet. I can't remember, like the fake Captain mm-hmm. America. He still doesn't believe he's wrong. So again, we're we're facing individuals that don't believe they're wrong, that they're one hundred percent justified, that they have a goal to achieve, and that these individuals kept them from achieving that goal. So it'd be interesting to see maybe not necessarily 
bad versus good, but maybe ideology versus ideology, where we even have some Avengers saying like, maybe they are right. Maybe we aren't doing as well as we think we are, right? Because we've lost a lot of leadership and a lot of those OG Avengers. So we have maybe younger Avengers that are still kind of finding their own morality, their own abilities. So maybe it isn't what we think it is, good versus bad. Maybe something a lot more complicated than that. Right. Because that's what we're seeing. A lot of loss of identity, a loss of a goal, like not knowing who you really are and kind of trying to stick to an ideology. Maybe Wanda gets told something that Dr. Maybe Dr. Strange tells her, you know, you'll never have your family back. And then maybe she's told that she can't. Exactly. And maybe the kingpin is going to be her Magneto. And he is the kind of person who tries to give you what you want. Right? No, more mutants! More mutants! More mutants! Martin, make me... Oh, holy fuck! Could you imagine she asked... She... He asked her to make him a fucking army of goddamn... <gasps> yes! Anna, Anna takes yeah. the cake on that one. That was... Oh my god, uh, please remember this because I'm gonna lose my mind. Could you imagine it, the Kingpin ends up recruiting oh, Wanda? It, All she wants is her family. If he... And if he funds you know like wizards mutants and robots yeah he, it, it's i it's mean he great storytelling oh my god and the thing is like we're I, I think because it's not and in this iteration of the mcu we're seeing so much ambiguity and a lot of motivation for a lot of these characters that it feels like it's left up in the air for these people to really influence because we saw again going back to the equation of you know the mcu tony stark was that influence he's the influence that started the avengers we lost that heart so who is the influence you know that's why we're kind of now we have a new captain america from the falcon but is he how how are we gonna how are we gonna control white vision what about wanda maybe even the fantastic four who knows maybe these are people that are lost right people that are lost that are uh, reluctant heroes that are forcing the situation. And maybe they're told that if you do this, I'll help you. I'll help you. Maybe I'll help you not be the thing. Yeah. And it's a very easy trap to fall. Like if I was approached by Elaine Bennis and she offered me stuff, I'd be like, yeah, yes. whatever you say, Elaine, I'm on board. Like, I'm not going to say yes. no to her. So he, if she is in fact in league with Big Willie, that's a great synergy they've got. Going I think on. so. I, we no, need a Hydra. I, no, I, I, well, not only do we need a Hydra, and, and, you know, I absolutely agree with that angle is like we need a money boss. Like we need a street level, you know, villain kind of thing. And it's perfect because Kingpin could be the villain throughout the entire Disney Plus series. Like he could, he could easily be a majority of like, he could be the Thanos of Disney Plus. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, it's so beautifully done. But the other thing is, is that um, with Kingpin, uh, oh man, where was I going with this? Is that, uh, oh my God, I'm totally just, my brain just totally stepped over it. Oh, with the, with the Contessa is he had Wesley. So he needs a new mm-hmm. Wesley. Because mm-hmm. Wesley's dead. Wesley's very dead. So who better to do that? Who, who better to fill that role than, uh, than Contessa? Well, take, take that idea of the money. And hang on to that because the next mystery involves money, um, and it's it's a little bit uh, controversial right now because there's so many factors going into it. But it's who has bought Avengers Tower? Who owns this damn building? You know, I was gonna I was gonna easily argue the Fantastic Four, but I have a better outcome. Kingpin, 
Kingpin owns yeah. that tower. He is the anti-Tony yeah. Stark. He is. Like, this is Tony Stark, but anti-Tony Stark. Yep. I just, I, I, like, it just makes perfect sense. God, I hope I'm right. <laughs> Could you fucking imagine? I will die. I mean, something entirely different. I'm like, <laughs> I, just honestly, because you need to remake it, right? You need your Hydra. You need, you need, like, you need that Tony. Yeah, so maybe it's, perfect. Be... it's perfect. It's perfect. Bizarro Avengers. Oh, Bizarro not. Avengers makes Bizarro me so Avengers. happy. I love that. Just the idea of that. Oh my God, yeah. Bizarro Avengers. Bizarro Avengers. But, but also it answers one of the biggest biggest things with mcu right now is if you try to do another avengers experience right now like you try to rebuild the avengers and do that then then people are then you're gonna lose the impact you made with endgame but Mm -hmm. if you started with a dark avengers and built up an evil group who Mm -hmm. constantly wins one-on-one battles with the heroes that you root for then you're gonna want a new Avengers. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it's, and it's you, perfect. And if you think about it, the Avengers right now, there's no Avengers. Because Wanda's yeah. exiled herself. Yeah. Doctor Strange. Where's Doctor Strange? Sipping right? coffee oh, Doctor... in his snow lobby. Yeah. Spider-Man yeah. does not exist. He doesn't he's not he doesn't exist right now in the MCU. Uh who do we have left? Okay, we don't know what's happened. Well, we know that um Captain Marvel's out in space, saving the rest of space. Mm-hmm. Bruce is still Avengering. Yeah. It's so really just Bruce. Left? It's honest. It's Bruce, Captain maybe America. Maybe War Machine. And War Machine is still involved, I think. Yeah, War Machine. That's it. We have a so. we have a skeleton crew, right? So I mean that's we don't have anyone that's leading, and I don't think Falcon is quite there yet. So, I mean, they have to really get to a point where they want to rebuild themselves as a team. Mm-hmm. And that's... Yeah. Sorry, and we don't. We don't have that. No, sorry. And we don't have that right now. We just have characters that are kind of lost, that are really lost in their direction, and they can be influenced by anybody. Yes. So maybe... It is what Ryan is saying, where we have a building of a dark, like a dark Avengers, bizarre Avengers, and then you are now having to scramble to figure out, like, how do we build a team? Who are we? What, are, like, what do we do? Yeah. Right. I Especially when this giant, powerful, super energy building that Tony bought now has Fisk's name on it. It's like seeing, you know, yeah. Trump on top of the the Empire State Building all of a sudden. It's like, oh, damn, this sucks. Well, you know, we're also missing a, a scientist. I mean, yes, Banner is a scientist, but it's not, it's not, not Tony, right. not an inventor. So, I mean, this is where Reed Richards would be able to come in. He, he would be, I mean, actually, this would be a really great op- opening for Reed Richards because we have someone that is a scientist, someone that understands, um, what is it, space rays? Kind of like gamma rays, but not gamma rays. Cosmic. Cosmic. Cosmic rays akin to gamma rays but not entirely so i mean he actually just gets hit by a guy named ray right i just feel like there's there's there has to be there that's the, what's missing right we don't have like we don't have the resource we don't have the we don't have the money essentially we don't have the backing behind the Mar- the avengers so it's mm-hmm. like who's gonna do that who's gonna be that leader who's gonna be that uh, creator because right now we have a broken team we do. We do. And Dark Avengers is an actual thing. There was a comic book story called The Dark Avengers and Norman Osborn becomes 
a senator in the States. So I, I think because we don't have a Norman Osborn, easily they're going to do an MCU formula and give it, you know, could you imagine if he becomes a senator? It's, oh, it's over. Oh my God. That, that would be I'm amazing. I'm something of a senator <laughs> myself. Uh, Oh, uh, you guys are making it very easy for me to segue through these mysteries, though, uh, because you're talking about building up a team, and it's brilliant because this next mystery involves why could Wong possibly want to be training the Abomination? What's going on there? Yeah, Maybe the Hulk doesn't want to be the Hulk anymore. That's very real. Especially if he's training his, saw, his cousin to be like, good, take my job. I'm done with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some, like, we, right? Because it's, he, if we, the last time we saw him, Sanchi, he was a human, right? And he had his mm-hmm. arm in a sling. So maybe he doesn't want to be, maybe the Hulk was like, I cannot, I will never forgive you for doing what you did to me and I don't want to come out anymore. Maybe. Right? Because the Hulk is, is a separate, they're... still a separate entity. Yeah, I think there's a, di- a huge instability with the Hulk right now. That's why I'm saying there could be a regression where like he could could be subduing the Hulk inside of you him. You sold and me. And that man. rage is just going to build out, you know. I'm you sold me, you, bud. It, it's it's a good story. I think it's I think it's going to be a good story because like what better moment to have than that moment of perfection when you finally have everything and just one little match sets the whole thing off. And I think that's Shit. perfect. And on top of that, if if Anna, you're setting it up really well, because if that's true, then it's perfect that they're training the abomination because because again, they can't rely on Hulk being their strong guy. They need someone well, else. So it makes sense to do the look at it even from a cautionary standpoint. Okay, yeah, maybe we lost Hulk as our strong guy, but what if this is a case of Hulk and Banner are so unstable? That it's not a matter of he's not on our team anymore. It's a matter of this guy is an accident waiting to happen. And I want to have an accident of equal strength on standby that I control in case Mm -hmm. I need to push back. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Which leads to some, because it's Wong and Strange, leads to some Illuminati slash Planet Hulk slash World War Hulk kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Good. It could very well be. It's. I'm actually interested to see if again. I think like kind of we're getting a Masters of Evil slash Dark Dark Avengers kind of thing. Because like, what if some mysterious figure put like Abomination on a rehabilitation program, kind of mm-hmm. get him to get ba- like get back into the world? Because again, you know, with the perfect world of the Avengers. They want to be able to bring those villains back in, you know, as good people. And that person was Kingpin. Kingpin probably put him on the rehabilitation thing. And he's putting his, like, chess pieces in place to, to eliminate any sort of obstacles that he has. I'm... But how, how would he end up with Wong, though? I, it's, no, I think that, like, I think that, again, if... Kingpin knows the who the Avengers are, which he seems to do. He seems to know, and he knows Doctor Strange is an Avenger. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he cares about the magic stuff. I think he just cares that like they they could be an obstacle. I need to I need to eliminate that obstacle. Mm. Okay. Let me let me build on top of your sandcastle, Ryan. I'm going to add a turret to this castle and put a flag. build it. I'm I'm trying to build it here, and I think we're all I think we're all really collaborating on this. 
You're right. We, we did. We, we, we essentially just did. You're right. Kingpin knows who all the Avengers are because everybody does. They are a very public face. And he is going to one by one find ways individually to deal with each of them because, you know, information on them is so readily available. There's only one Avenger. No, not, not even Vision. Not even Vision. There's only one Avenger. That's where my Vision went. That's where my Vision went. That's where my Vision went. There's one Avenger and one Avenger only whose identity is not known to anybody, including the Kingpin, because guess what? He just erased everybody's memory about himself. And who do we want to see fight Kingpin more than anybody else? Spider-Man! Oh my god, he won't have his cool suit. He's got his beautiful blue and red suit now. It's all shiny. Oh man, he's gonna get crushed. Such a small guy. <laughs> oh, that's what I want. That's... I would love it. Would oh love my it. god, guys! It's the it's the kingpin. That's where White Vision went. He's just curating. That's what the Contessa's doing. She's curating her Dark mm. Marvel Knights. That is what she's doing. She has White Vision. Well, I I, I like I all of this. It. Now, the answer to the next mystery is probably not Kingpin, but you guys are both very creative, so maybe you'll find a way to put him in there, and I will not mind at all. Uh, the mystery is. Where did Wenwu's magic rings come from, and who slash what are they transmitting to? Oh, man. Maybe, um... Sauron? No. (laughs) Oh, shoot. Who are the... The Guardians? No, I don't think it's the Guardians. Why not? Do you mean the, um... The, uh... Um... Celestials? Is that who you're thinking of? Okay. Yes. That that yeah, yes. does make sense. Uh, Only because it's like we. I'm. It's old, right? Yeah. It's very old. It's signaling to somewhere in space or into the ether, and they're. I don't know. I don't like. Maybe they belong to somebody, and they got left behind. On well, Earth. that makes perfect. Like. It all tracks. It all reads. I mean, we were all thinking the same thing. We were in the theater. Uh, We were thinking of Galactus and how, you know, something calls him to Earth. And this is a DC podcast at the end of the day. The mother boxes ping Darkseid. We all know that. They tell Darkseid to come to Earth. Could you imagine? We have a crossover. (laughs) If these are just little Uh, round mother boxes that you can wear and look damn fashionable doing so, then calling... Galactus doesn't seem far-fetched to me at all. Okay, originally I agree with you, but I think I think Anna, Anna, man, you're you're winning this one. Uh, I think that I think they're actually gonna bring back the Eternals. I, I really do. It has only because think about it. When he expanded it, it reminded me a little bit of oh, I can't remember his character, the the builder when Fastos. he would build stuff and he would yeah yes. When he would do the, the mapping, he would have similar rings. I mean, and they look kind of like the rings, the bracelets mm-hmm. he was making when he was first constructing them. It gave me that. So maybe he made it or a, an iteration of him made it and it got left behind somewhere and, in Asia. And then on top of that, they also shot projectiles. And that's what Congo does. He shoots projectiles, right? Oh. It totally looks like one of their weapons. So- Yes. It, yeah. And and if it's alien weaponry. 
if it's supposed to be really old i think it's perfect and and it honestly that that kind of makes me go you know what now i get why the eternals was told like why that story yes. was told. because if you didn't do that if you didn't tell that story in shang chi then again if you if you think galactus then it makes you go, well, why Why did we tell this epic eternal story? It doesn't make, like, it would just be a random one-off unless you were building something that would involve the ter- the Eternals later. And and that fits that puzzle piece perfectly. Oh, yeah. I think, I think Anna's onto something with that. Imagine if they're keys. Maybe they're keys. They could be keys to, you know, we have all, we have a, we have the Eternals. The Eternals still mm-hmm. exist. They exist somewhere in a locked box, so maybe these are keys. Could be. I I buy it. I honestly, or a tracking I, beacon to go back think, to the ship, not the ship. Well, or... no, because that makes sense. Because the they their memories were erased and they were sent away. So if the beacon was activated, that could bring back the ship to come back to Earth. Because like Vastos could have known that something like that could happen, and they needed a way back. Yeah. The connection to the Eternals and the Celestials is too perfect, especially considering that one movie followed the other. Uh, like, it's too perfect to not yes. be. Because how, how did the Eternals end up? We leave off with the, with Harry Styles, Nike. He's not what... he's Well, it's like the, the god Nike, but I can't remember what his Star name Fox. is. Star Fox. His name is Star Fox. Star, okay. So... Um, what did he say to them? He was saying, uh, "I can't. I don't. I can't remember if he if he they was asking them to leave because there was another mission or no, another. But there was something. He's like, we have to go. It's not. I can't. I can't remember. But it would be interesting if maybe they have to leave because the beacon. The beacon is on. Right, and that's one of the other mysteries. The beacons are lit. The beacons are lit. Sorry, gondola <laughs> Um, the. The one of the other mysteries is, you know, why is Star Fox showing up? Uh, is it because you know he's a fox in the stars, and Nintendo's going to sue somebody? Uh, like, why is he there? And you're right, Anna. I can't remember what he says. He just kind of flirts with Angelina, Let and then they end. Google it. Like, I don't think he's there to say like, "I need your help," right? He's just like, "Hey, what's up?" He says something. I thought he said, "Let's talk about my brother." Is that what he said? Because that's when everyone's like, oh, it's Thanos. I'm pretty sure that was like something along those lines. So if he's there to talk about that, it could very well um, initiate something re-related. I don't know. the, The whole Star Fox thing might be my least favorite part of Eternals, if we're being honest. It's, uh, well, I mean, in terms of end credit sequences, just hearing Blade's voice completely dwarfed oh, anything Harry Styles. A was million do. percent, a million percent. Uh, so yeah. he, uh, what's Eros? That's his. That's his. Uh, his god name there. Yes, Eros. Yeah, I really don't understand the point of him. I understand the point of him from a real world standpoint, but I don't understand the point of him in the story. So. But right. so like this is a good place to connect that because he's a dot that's not connecting to anything else. Right. Okay, sorry. I, I want to see. I'm I'm looking so I can read what he says. Because closed captions are on. Are you, you're on Disney Plus right now, aren't you? 
<laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm here. I just want to see what he says. See if we get a hint. He's, oh, God damn it. No, you just not, look very carefully at on his glasses yeah. right now. If you guys watch the video, you can actually watch Pearl <laughs> through her glasses. <laughs> You'll never copyright I'm, us now. <laughs> God damn it. For Sano's movie. God damn it. I, I, I just want to see if there's a transcript. Cause I wish I remember what he said. I Let's don't see, remember uh, what he says. If Waikipedia has an answer here. I was about it, to say It would be. Let's see. Um, but I mean, like, is there, is that too far-fetched to think that maybe he knows about the rings? Because no. I think it, it tracks. Only because, think about it this way. Like, we had we had a beeper, right? That was the beacon for yeah. Captain Marvel. So how are these rings not any different than a beeper that's kind of reaching out to celestial beings? Right. right? Um, yeah. Oh, okay. It's like, is it, the rings almost look like keys to me. They, because they, it, it, I don't know. I don't know why they, they look like they, they feel do. Like they keys. feel like there's another thing that they go with that we haven't seen yet. Yes. Um, I think I found what he says. It's not verbatim, it's just like the Wikipedia sort of plot. But I think what happened is Thena, yeah, Thena, Druig, and Makari, they went to go find other Eternals on other planets. That was their goal. And yeah. when he shows up, when Arrow shows up, he's just like, I'm going to help you. So he's there to help them find Eternals. He says, he says, and I quote, we're here to help. Your friends are in a lot of trouble and we know where to find them. So clearly. The beacon. It's the beacon. Hand the down. Beacon. The beacon. And that's it. That's it, people. And Your that friends gives, are in trouble. That gives a whole, that gives a whole relevance to the whole end credit scenes of Shang-Chi. Giving oh my God! To the Eternals, check mark, boom, we're done. Oh my God, that was awesome! That was awesome. If I could <laughs> write a script, the biggest, the biggest post-credit mystery of all time. There have to be keys. It has to be a beacon. The beacon has been lit. So I mean, it just it. It's only it has to be because we had a beeper and that went to space. Somehow that beeper was strong enough to get to space. So why would this so not? And you could easily change. You could easily change that story into the snap. Cre- uh, sorry, the snap created that whole celestial thing, and they interrupted that. So the celestials create Galactus, send Galactus to kill the planet, and the Eternals and everybody needs to unite to stop Galactus. So here's a question for you: Done. Since it doesn't look like Eternals is going to be its own series, right? It's just like a one and done thing. Where? <laughs> Where? do you think this search for beacons, etc., is going to pop up? Do you think it's more likely in, let's say, Captain Marvel 2 or in Guardians Volume 3? I would I would argue the Marvels because because apparently Captain Marvel's been off in the deepest parts of space and she's she's got problems that apparently dwarf everything else that's going on in her life. So my guess is she's the one that's probably going to get to the, the mystery quicker than the Guardians will. Maybe she'll realize because she was there to see the rings. It's like they're 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 nothing like I've ever they're nothing I've ever seen before. Not and no alien tech that I've seen before. Yes. Yeah. So maybe out there she'll oh this is this looks familiar. Yeah. And maybe she runs into the ship. And that's a great thing for her as a character because it does something for her second movie that her first movie didn't have, which was 
relevance to the overall story. Uh, and yeah. I think she needs that. You just see that she's very busy, but you don't see what she's doing. So this would be a really great segue to have her own kind of story and then connect it to Shang-Chi and then um, Eternals. Yeah. And and it's it kind of, and again, because again, you can't introduce too much with Marvel. Like I, Marvel's pretty smart at not introducing too much. That's why, that's why fans go like, oh, we're going to see Galactus. We're going to see this. We're going to see that. Like that happens because again, we want that to happen, but Marvel can't take that time to explain and try to draw all these lines to get people to connect. But it's perfect because if the beacon causes the Eternals to return and Captain Marvel's going out in space to find the Skrulls a home, you know, if you're going to go find a home, you're going to go deep into space. So her chances of finding Eternals and potentially whatever the Eternals may bring, that that's going to be a big thing. Guys, why are we all so clever and attractive? How do we keep cracking these mysteries oh my God. over and over? It's a gift. You know, you know, in the movie theater, I'm going to lose my mind. If anything we said happens, I, I think For the I next six movies, we're going to keep yeah. turning to each other and being like, oh! <laughs> we're going to be the Leonardo DiCaprio yeah, no, meme. I, we're know, just going to be doing that the whole time. <laughs> no, you know, I, I, I'm going to say, uh, I, you know, I worry which one of us will sit beside Anna because chances are our armor will be beaten as she's like, ah! <laughs> especially if it's the if the kingpin ends up being the kingpin of everything i think that's oh. wild that's that's an excellent setup oh. that's just an excellent setup it should happen it should happen it's I'll, the right thing i'll be standing it's up blowing right kisses to the screen like uh, i'll be too happy oh god all right so I, I feel but ryan is right let's the thing is like we have to ensure that the universe stays uh palatable mm. right because it still has to be you know, it needs to make money. It needs to make sense, and and people need to be able to watch these without having any previous understanding of yeah. the other movies. There's the pace. There's like Loki yes. could have introduced thousands of things, but they kept exactly. they kept it very confined to Loki's and I, story. I really like. I love the pace but, that they're going because it's like when you look at Eternals. Yes. yes, it introduced like thirteen new characters, but it's thirteen characters that I had no idea about or interest in. It's not like Here's Mephisto and Galactus and Magneto and it's like it's it's just thirteen randos and that's great because it's thirteen people I get to meet but I'm still chomping at the bit for these other people that I know are coming. Did we really die or did they just <laughs> die and then we got no time? You know it would it would have really have killed them to make like a ten episode even six 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 episodes like it, it was so disappointing to watch to, to have like a, such a complicated like basically space gods we're introducing that's where we're at we're introducing space gods and we got our two-hour movie that went nowhere to explain something as complicated as space gods okay yep it, i'm gonna tell Athena you said that she's gonna be pissed Oh, and the thing is, like, that's what frustrates me because, like, Harry Styles and Angelina Jolie are obviously expensive actors. Neither of them had, like, great lines or a significant amount of lines, but they had a good amount of, like, Harry Styles had the airtime at the end, but Angelina Jolie had a lot of close camera shots. She was their moneymaker. She was their, you know, their high-paid actress. So it's a little disappointing that instead of putting the effort into the story, they were... I don't know. It felt kind of like throwaway. It felt very throwaway to me, which, mm -hmm. you know, 
It felt very DC. It felt like it was written like DC. Just let's throw, let's throw it away. Look, here you go. You, here, you watched it. Okay, you get it now. See, I like to think of these Eternals as like seeds that are here for one movie and they don't finish, you know, they don't follow through on any of them because they are meant to be sprinkled everywhere else and not all together. Like we won't see all 10 of them together again, but, you- but it's like, hey, Cersei's going to show up in like Doctor Strange 3 because she's got something important going on there, etc. Like they're going to be all over the place. Mm. <laughs> I just feel like they could have done better. It, they, 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 because they have, they have done better, and it's disappointing. Because like Falcon and Winter Soldier, I would argue it didn't really need a series. It really didn't. And at least, and it, you know what? In the fact that it was, it was still fine. It's still there was still a story to tell, and there was like a, a chapter to close. So it's disappointing that they didn't really allow for that build. And a lot of the relationships didn't feel organic. It it felt very forced. And especially when you have such a diverse cast of someone that's hearing impaired and you don't really get to know these individuals. Like they're, they're eternals. They have lived eternally. So we don't get to see any of that. We don't get to understand that. We see Thena experiencing what looks like like severe PTSD, but we get no background in understanding behind that. You've created complex characters with complex background, but, decided to give nothing to the viewer give you something incredibly superficial to not like it, it felt kind of like again we're back to spoon feeding me spoon feeding me because you don't think i'm smart enough to understand what you're trying to tell me and mm-hmm. i think that story deserved more time than what it got oh i'll take a three-hour cut of that movie a hundred percent i'll i'm down <laughs> can you imagine we get a four-hour cut oh yeah absolutely did, did you guys hear the batman is gonna be almost three hours apparently yeah. Oh. You, do not, you, do, you do not need to tell that long of a story. Hey, like, I, not I have been here, waiting like, for the Riddler for a very long time. We have oh. had 75,000 hours of the damn Joker. Let me have my three hours of the Riddler, okay? <laughs> you had the Riddler. You had Jim Carrey. And before that, you had the Riddler in the Batman 60s. You had plenty of Riddler. Uh, the the ratio of Riddler to Joker is like the ratio I have no problem sitting through three hours of a story I've done it for Lord of the Rings I will do it if it's a good story I think it deserves to be three hours I think if it has something to say and if it's and it's willing to take its time because Eternals was over two hours and it told nothing it was over over two hour movies and it said nothing I learned nothing about these people okay great thanks (laughs) Yeah, if you have a you're, if you have a three hour movie because you're willing to and dedicated to tell the story of these individuals. So and if it's three hours, maybe we're looking at an entire uh, like an opening of a different DC universe, a rebirth. Yes, of DC. please. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm hoping because if you're willing to put in that amount of effort into a movie, that means you're also going to start including other things. I mean, it's DC needs its own Ragnarok, so maybe this is the start. Exactly, and I mean. As we all know, this is a DC podcast, and we love. There's two things we love here: it's King, it's Kingpin, and Wonder Woman 1984. The love is for. Oh no! <laughs> Anna, Anna has the whole anymore. script so of Wonder Woman 1984 tattooed to her back. Oh god, it's like a terrible movie. It's literally a carbon copy of the original Wonder Woman. It just they did nothing new. They did nothing new. They just said it in the 80s. Okay, great. All right, so. We we have we have a good idea of where the the magical ten rings might have come from <laughs> and what they might be uh, heading towards. 
But what about the symbolic Ten Rings? What about Xiaoling? What are her plans for the Ten Rings terrorist group now that she runs the joint? I have a feeling that they are going to become the new hand. That's my theory. Maybe that works under the Kingpin? Could. I don't know because Kingpin kind of backfired. Kingpin kind of betrayed them. So they, they, oh, she has yeah. a rocky relationship with him, but it could be, it could be fixed. Could be. Um, it could be. Well, I mean, if you have enough money and this is a new leader now, right? Yeah. She's a brand new leader. Maybe she wants to expand her empire and the Kingpin is the right man to do that. So again, we have your, mm-hmm. someone that, can wield not can wield the ten rings but obviously has the power of the dragon right i actually i think that she could yeah i think that that could be her her game is like i'll work with this guy because he'll allow me to expand my empire but it's still mine like it's not Mm -hmm. he he's gonna help me but it's still it's still very much mine but i actually think she might go out and acquire other artifacts because like if she wants to play a symmetry to her father, then she's going to be like, I need to become the most powerful person. So I need to find a power of my own. And she could find something. Like maybe. She, yeah. Or, or maybe we, we get her as the iron fist. Well, that's where I'm hoping we go. I, I actually, I think so. I think she would make an incredible iron. I, I think that I want to leave the kingpin train in the station for this particular uh, mystery because I would. I think this is a great place. If we're Daredevil is back now and that whole thing is canon now, great. Uh, this situation of her and this group is a perfect opportunity to give us what didn't get the love it deserved, which is the bromance that is Luke Cage and Iron Fist. And to, you know, the cherry and the whipped cream on that is get Jessica Jones and Colleen Wing in there because those ladies are legit. And you bring them into the fold of that story and it's them up against Xia Ling. And that, even if that is a, a Disney Plus show, it doesn't feel like the scales are balanced because Xia Ling has this power. So you wouldn't get a street level person to go up against her. You'd get people like Jessica Jones and Iron Fist, like people who can go toe-to-toe with her. And that would be a great way to ease these people back in and give them sort of the team love that they deserve and they kind of got shafted on in Defenders. I feel like... I think that isn't... I think that's an, an entire... Like a huge possibility, but I think for her character, she has to be more than that. There was... Uh, moments in Shang-Chi where she was looking at the dragon and there have been several, like she was told by her aunt, you have the heart of the dragon or you're part, I can't remember, heart of the dragon or something about the dragon. And that, that comment was specifically to her at once from her aunt. And then she was, then she said it to herself when she was like on the dragon, I think. So, I mean, she, I feel like in some way, is she not endowed with a power like her brother? I, I feel like in some maybe she'll be a different iteration of the Iron Fist. Right. Well, and that's the thing. The Iron Fist has had many iterations, yeah. like many. It doesn't have to be a fist. I mean, the last we saw of the Iron Fist, I can't. What's his name? Not Johnny. Danny, Danny Rand. Danny. Danny. 
he it was the gun right it was the gun so like the original iron fist and then was she did she have the fist yeah she Colin had the wing fist. yeah she had the yeah. sword oh the sword yeah um so yeah no i agree i think i actually kind of like that angle i think they do need to fix iron fist and then make yes. it make it work in the world and they kind of tease the idea in in uh shang chi so it could work i think i i agree with you guys you could build with this for sure um because isn't it kung lung she it's it's kung lung or, or no or it's a... it's apparently it, they kind of like marvelized it a little bit there is a world that's similar to kung lung um that can only be like accessed through a certain way so oh, right, because this is only what because there's different planes this is just yeah. one plane where they hold these the um, the soul stealers captive but there's different yeah. you like uh, not universes, but different, I guess, planes of existence that are still part of the same, that are still part of the same. Yes. Place. Yeah. So, so in, in one of the best, like Iron Fist stories in the comics, it's called the Immortal Iron Fist. And they, there's Kun Lun, but there's also seven other kingdoms that all, that all live on a different or similar plane of existence. And that one of those places is that place where Song Chi was. So they could tie that story. Yeah, up. that's a very absolutely. Why would she not want to explore? Yeah. yeah. Why would she not explore more of her mother's home and like what 100%. else it has to offer? Her aunt said, like, this is only this is only one plane where of mm-hmm. other of other places. Yeah. Why would oh, she totally. not? Yeah, she's she's gonna go I think I agree. She, she's an opportunistic lady. She knows like she's smart, she knows what to do. She's definitely gonna go find those places and see what's there. Yeah. For sure. Because I and I think and the thing is, she knows she probably knows there's going to be a lot of other people like her father, so she's probably going to be out to to stop them, whatever they may be. Well, now she, there's a power vacuum, right? Because he's mm-hmm. her father's gone, so she has to now establish power and control. How do you do that? Especially yeah, when exactly. you he was the Ten Rings for so many a, a millennia, right? In in uh, infinite amount of power. So now this woman coming into now just real power of money. How do you gain that control back? You need supernatural powers. You need you need to show strength somehow. I can I can only imagine her being already resourceful that she would she would tap into her birthright and see like mm-hmm. what else is available to me. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, she could totally track down Kunlun and like find out about it and be like, hey, I want this power that. I'll fuck that yeah, dragon. I'll, I'll do I'll do whatever dragon. you want me to do that dragon as long as I get that. I'll show Danny. <laughs> I'll show Danny. I was like, oh, you're crying. Your parents are dead. Danny's like, stop. I'm throwing money at you. That's my Danny impression. Did you you from Kung Lun? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. We, we heard it the hundred As long as I get to see my girl, Colleen. Did you my parents are dead? It's like, yeah, we know your parents are dead, bro. Like, you're not that tragic. Get over it. You're rich. You, you, you yeah, you know, my it. dad's a sociopath. My mom's dead. <laughs> Was murdered. <Yes. laughs> it's like, you know what I mean? Perspective. I ran yeah. away at 15 and built a fighting empire underground in Honk in mainland China. What'd you do, bruh? Yeah, well, you came back and you fought Faramir in an apartment? Wow. Good for you. <laughs> yes, look, like, well, I'm done, Danny, and I want, you know, can I get my money? <laughs> <laughs> such an asshole honestly for any of you that loved iron fist he was a douchebag oh like it was brutal to watch it was such a brutal the show, show was to worth watch. it for colleen oh uh, she 100%. was the only 
pleasant part of it, but she felt so underutilized. And she, in that character, she was an excellent actress. It was really disappointing that they just didn't really give her as as much time as a lot of people would have wanted. And it looked like it was going to that direction, but I mean, let's let's and see what happens. Yeah. Now that Marvel yeah, owns now all that this it's stuff. all part of the same package. And I don't know, I didn't check my sources on this, but I read somewhere not too long ago that that actress was actually approached to audition for Xiaoling. And she turned it down because she said, I really want to come back as Colleen because I love playing that character. Oh, Jay Henwick yeah, for the win. Oh. So if Henwick is back, I am a thousand percent on board for the Henwick. Oh, Jessica, man. Could you imagine? Because if she could be building like a lady empire and she hires Colleen. Yeah, I... Daughters of the Dragon. Oh, that would be That's so a show sick. right there, Daughters of the Dragon. Oh. That's, yeah, I'm, I'm there. Yeah. All right. Oh man! Next is mystery good. is a big one physically. Arishem, where will we see him again, and what will he do when he gets back to Earth? Uh, you're talking about the Eternals, yeah? Big dude, right, <laughs> big red god man. Um, what uh, what movie maybe... or show are we going to see this guy in? And when he gets back to Earth, is he coming to judge us, or to just be like, yeah, you're fine? He's going to come judge us, and then his his executioner is going to be Galactus. Hands down, no questions asked. I like it. Where do we see him, though? Where does this take place? Which movie? Uh, Eternals 2. <laughs> I, I just feel like he... I, I, don't, I can't see him fitting anywhere. I, I see him. You could debate it. You could debate it, but I can see him in the Marvels. If, he get, if, if Captain Marvel goes far enough, it could happen. It could happen. It could, it could also very well happen in Guardians, but it's a stretch. And the only reason why I say that is because one in Guardians, the first one, uh, the Collector talks about the Celestials, so you do have that yeah. connection for that to work. The problem is with the third Guardians is you have way too much on the plate as it is, because we know Warlock's going to be a thing. He's got to, mm -hmm. they got to finalize their thing with the Sovereign and uh they got a lot they just essentially got yeah, a lot that's to a wrap thick up. dense so movie right to, now they're, they're covered yeah so so that there's way too much on that plate for them to be like okay you know like let's let's tell that story but again captain marvel she she's off in space doing whatever so you could literally fill that gap with like hey let's throw in an eternal there and tell her like hey you know um you think the scrolls lost their home. You don't even know what you're getting into. Here's Galactus. I don't know. But my point is, is like you could you could insert that angle because she's in space. Um or Fantastic Four. God damn it, Ryan. I'm just hoping it doesn't happen now. <laughs> no, I, I actually think Fantastic Four is the most logical one. Because and uh, and, and the reason is is because you can introduce uh, you could do a Watu. You could do that Celestial guy all in one movie. Mm. Think about it. Because the, the Watu could be like, there's danger, like there's trouble coming and I've, I vowed not to interfere, but I'm going to, to tell you that this is a problem you need to fix. They go, they go meet the Celestial God and they meet, and through that they meet Galactus. I have to... But Galactus won't be, but Galactus will not be a villain will be a reference at that yeah we just hear his name but we don't see him yet that's fair yeah. uh i'll throw one more name in the hat here 
with exactly the setup you just put, Ryan. Uatu shows up, he says this thing. Arashem shows up too. Um, but another place it could theoretically fit is Loki season two. Mm, I I don't buy it already, but I'll 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 I'll, I'll take your word for it. I kind of like the Captain Marvel finding Hiroshim, or or I don't know, like something with Hiroshim, and then like kind of her uncovering what's but, happening with you. But what makes you say Loki though? Like, why would you say Loki? Fandom? Just because I feel like what he did is contributing a lot to what's messing up the the verse right now. Uh, and I feel like Uatu fits into that world specifically. So if Uatu can show up there and say this bad mofo is coming back, if he fits there, he could kind of be the way to, you know, ease. He's the shoehorn to get the foot of Arashem into the door. It's a good idea, but I don't buy it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just—it's too far. It's just like too far reaching to connect these individuals. Yeah. Because where do we leave off Loki? Oh, Loki still. Uh, Kang Kang changed everything. Loki, yeah. Back in the TVA. Yeah, he's back in the TVA after <laughs> Kang reset everything. So I don't know. It would take a lot for him to get to go to space and like, yeah. like unless unless he learns the origins of like the Eternals and Celestials, which we kind of learned through the Eternals movie. But like, it's I don't know, man. Loki's got a lot on his plate already with Kang, and like the way they introduce Kang, like that's that's you have to deal with time specifically, and more more specifically than that, you need to deal with Kang's story. And also, Loki. we don't like. Loki is in a universe, in a vein of a universe, but where is it in the other veins of the stories that are mm -hmm. being told, right? We don't even know where he's at in terms of like, um, in terms of like current timeline, like what is time in terms of like the Loki universe, because he's somewhere outside of the existence, uh, outside of the plane of time, right? Where time isn't necessarily affected the same way. So maybe he's not even in this period of marvel yet or, or maybe he is but it's in a parallel time yeah, he's like in a pocket dimension or something like it's very separate exactly so i i think it would be far reaching for him to somehow be able to connect with that other timeline when his timeline seems very separate from everything else and and, it, and the reality could be happening parallel to what's happening now right yeah marvel's is the best place for it i think and it's just it, it gives her something so. to do it gives, um, it gives, we need her to have yeah. another big bad. And, and it makes sense for her too, because like I said, the last we saw her, she like went off with the scrolls, like, or sorry, in her movie, she went off with the scrolls to help them find a home. And then, and like in essentially end game, she went back into space kind of thing. So, and, and what I liked in end game too, was she discovered Tony Stark's ship. So it kind of, you could play that repetitive story a little bit, like that theme where she'll discover another ship, thus Eternals, thus tying everything together. She's, she just, she would be the perfect instrument to tie that aliens? aspect together. Aliens. Aliens with aliens. <laughs> aliens. 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 So we have the aliens. Captain Marvel. Then we have the wizards with uh, Doctor Strange and Wanda. Yeah. Then we need the robots. Yeah. Androids or robots. Well, Androids. Speaking of aliens, um, that leads us to our next mystery. 
You're all about I love the, the segues. Seg- you guys, I- damn, he's. You're I'm not so doing any. You guys are doing all the work. You're setting these up for me beautifully. I'm actually so impressed that you're going through this <laughs> so well. <laughs> like, see, because we have a particular alien, and I want to know what show or movie is this alien going to show up in next? And that's that little wee sperm of symbiote that we saw at the end, just kind of floating around on the in that oh, Mexican yeah. bar. What's going to happen? I'm going to say it right now. I'm going to say it right now. Spider-Man, like if they do another trilogy with Marvel, that's your trilogy. That's full on, full on symbiote trilogy. Let's go movie, you know, movie one, take over Spider-Man. And it's just Spider-Man becoming black symbiote and life is good. Movie two turns corrupt. You know, things are bad and he needs to get rid of the symbiote. Movie three, Spider-Man six, Venom rebooted Tom Hardy and Tom Hardy's like the Eddie Brock story is like completely kind of not completely rebooted, but adjusted and, and placed through the entire trilogy to which the point where movie three, he get or sorry, end of movie five, he gets the symbiote on him and he turns it to venom. And then movie six is like literally showdown. So wait, I have, what about this? What about this? Because technically uh, Tom Hardy's, venom is in the tom not what's his name andrew garfield's spider-man universe so maybe we get to see a spider-man 3 with andrew garfield where he you know he gets the symbiote it's not tom holland Mm -hmm. i i 100 love that i think that should happen personally only because there's still rumors that they're still reaching out to andrew garfield about a third spider-man because there was yeah. in the works of a third Spider-Man for him, but they dropped it after the second Spider-Man tank so bad that maybe that this is how they connect it again, how they close that universe. It's true. I, I well, I, specifically though, Anna, the question was referring to the symbiote so- in the MCU. Fine. <laughs> I- <laughs> but the other symbiote, you're hundred percent right. The Tom Hardy we know that we've known seen. How do you know that, that symbiote isn't going to be uh, Andrew Garfield's symbiote? Because it was left in the MCU and Andrew Garfield went back to Amazing Spider-Man world. But we don't know what timeline Tom Hardy's at. He could be in Andrew Garfield's timeline. I'm agreeing with you. I'm saying you're right. But I'm saying (laughs) because Tom Hardy went back to wherever Tom Hardy went back to with his symbiote, right? But a piece was left in the MCU. So uh, my my figure is is they're gonna reboot Venom in the MCU because Feige, I, I read Feige's quote about working with Sony and he's like, look, just let me do my thing and I will I will be you know you'll be happy. That's what he you'll said. Make money. Like, he even said it. He said I don't like I don't like people like consulting with me and stuff. Like I just want to do it my way, and and I'll be happy to like collaborate with you. Like ba- so. Basically, he does. He's, he just says, Sony, look, you tried. I'm going to help you. I'm literally, you're going to get make nothing but money out of this. Just let me do it. Just let me do it. And we'll be, we'll be happy. So my guess is with this Venom is he's going to reboot it. Give everyone the Venom, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm sure a lot of people love the Tom Hardy Venom, but I think people will love more the MCU Venom. Well, I think that. No, I love Tom Hardy Venom. He's so good. It's like a romance. It's like a rom com. It's like an excellent rom com. The character, the character himself specifically, is good. Yes, I will admit that. I will admit (laughs) I love Tom Hardy's Venom, but the story is movies are terrible. 
<laughs> oh, absolutely. But it, no, it, it is, it is. And it's so, I mean, listen, Tom Hardy does an excellent job playing a dirty, filthy anti-hero that's just nattering to himself. He really does a good job. But well, you're, you're right. We do need, we need That's why it would be in their best interest to just double down on both of that. Because I love the Tom Hardy version too. I think that's, that's Venom. I look at him on the screen, I'm like, that's Brock and that's Venom, it works. So double down on that. You bring him back. He is this universe's version of Brock, who has never had the symbiote yet. Mm -hmm. Maybe he moves to New York from San Francisco. That's why nobody knows him. And he's like, hey, I'm a reporter. I want to work for J. Jonah Jameson. I'm a reporter. And he goes to go work for Jameson. And then uh, somehow the symbiote gets up there. I don't know. It takes a one-way ticket. Uh, It's traveling. We know that the symbiote can travel. And it finds him. And I think, honestly... I think in the same way that we can skip Uncle Ben's death now because we know it, I think we can skip Peter with the black suit. Because not only do we know that story, but just from a purely selfish, vapid Andrew point of view, we've just had two movies where they kept Peter in black suits, and I'm sorry, I want my red and blue. Like, I want my... And we've just got a beautiful red and blue. I want that now. Like, I want a full movie of that. And to see the red and blue go up against the Venom is going to look gorgeous. Uh, So I say don't waste a movie on Symbiote Peter. Maybe a few scenes, Mm -hmm. but get that Symbiote on Brock as fast as you can so that you can get the interplay. Because the evil Toby Peter was great. The interplay between him and Venom was not because it was four seconds long. And Venom mm-hmm. had his face off the whole time. So that interplay is what we've been dying to see. So get get to that. Cut to that chase. And I think they know that. Yeah, I'll buy it. I'll take that. Yeah. Only because right now we have an isolated Peter. We have a, a very lonely Peter. So he wouldn't have anybody that would bring him down to earth to realize that that relationship is toxic. So I think that's probably out of the question. It would be too probably like too dark, I think, even for Marvel to like put Peter in that situation where he has he lost all the resources, he lost the support system, now he's being used by a parasite. Yeah, there's nobody in his orbit that he can hurt or consult with and be like, Oh, yeah. I can't believe I hit MJ. I can't believe I pushed Aunt May. Like this is bad. Like that's he doesn't have that world anymore. So <clears throat> Yeah. We can just get Brock in there being all messy you're like hey, i'm gonna eat some raw chicken and maybe he'll be too strong for for peter maybe peter will have to reveal who he is he'll have to try to get someone to help him because he doesn't have the suit he doesn't have the avengers he's just by himself maybe he'll be too strong of a foe for him to do on his own so he'll have to ask Sasha strange i need you to help me mm-hmm. i know you don't know me <laughs> But you did. And I fucked this up. (laughs) Yeah. Well. But there's aliens. Speaking of Spider-Man villains. Guys. Is Kingpin alive? 100%. Yeah. Oh, oh, 100% he is. Yes. If If you read the Echo comic, it plays out pretty much the exact same way. Where she shoots him. But what happens is the bullet, like, ricochets or something. And it causes him to go blind. For a little while. And, and I mean, that man took some abuse that night. 
right? <clears throat> that man took uh, arrows, bombs, cars. Yeah. He is a Mack truck of a human being. I don't think one itty bitty bullet. I said it. Him. I said it. I said it in in the episode in that episode that we talked about. He, there's a reason why they did the shot where he gets shot with the arrow in the chest and he literally rips it out and there's no blood. It's because he's wearing Kevlar. He's he's wearing something underneath his Hawaiian shirt, and I bet you they're not going to do the like. I don't think she's going to go executioner style and and point blank shoot him in the head. I think she's going to shoot him in the chest, and and he's going to just. Get up. up later. Yeah, because you hear you hear two sounds. You hear a gunshot, and you don't hear like a soft thud. You hear a you hear like a thunk, like something like he like metal, like or something. hit something. Yeah. So my guess is there's a reason why they foreshadow the shot where he rips the arrow out of his chest. No blood, nothing. It's because he's wearing Kevlar, and and that's it. I am. I'm so down for that. I, I, I'm just going to add a thumbs up because that's exactly what I want. No blindness. I just wanted mm-hmm. to be alive and kicking and getting up and brushing it off and coming back to be more kingpin mm-hmm. badassness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what do you think, Anna? You think that's that sounds good to you too? Yeah. Beautiful. So speaking yeah. of beautiful... Linda Cardellini, my my uh, one of my biggest MCU crushes, Mrs. Hawkeye. All right. Yeah. Is she the Mockingbird? Hundred percent. Wow. She is. I, really? And I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. One is because they said specifically Agents of Shield is not canon. So if that's the case, Mockingbird is out from Agents of Shield. So they need a new Mockingbird, and it's perfect because in an alternate world, that would be it would just be perfect because like she would be Mockingbird and the Hawkeye had a love story, and it would make perfect sense for them. I didn't even realize Mockingbird was on that show. Was she the she the tall lady that was in John Wick one? Is that who Mockingbird was? Oh wow! Okay. Damn, Ryan. I yeah. Okay, yeah. I'll I'll take that. That's good. No, they can't argue that. Huge huge love story in the comics so it only makes sense that in a world they would be together yeah mm-hmm. i'm all for that yeah no can't argue with that so that leads us to our final mystery who what where and when is king i don't feel like it's gonna happen <laughs> what do you mean you don't think it's gonna happen no no i i just it's gonna happen. He's in. No, he's I know. In no, I know. I just. I don't know. I. I don't feel like. Okay, I know he's right now. King is like the, the big. He what? What is he? He's a wizard. So he's he's a, he's the wizard bad. I'm. I just think the alien overlord, the 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 god, like alien space gods. I think is a bigger story than King. So I feel like King is gonna be wrapped up. I don't think it'll. I. I don't. I don't feel like it will be as much as space. I, like, how do you introduce space gods and just leave it like that? It's not a. It's. It's such a big story. I just don't think King is gonna be as big as space god. Honestly, I don't know if we could 
I don't know if we can. We, I don't think we get both. I don't think we get both in the way that we want to have it. I don't think we can answer. I don't think we can answer this one. And I'll tell you why. And, and I'll tell you why. Because Kang, in terms of the Marvel formula right now, Kang is driving the narrative for a pr- good chunk of the story right now. So you can't you can't wrap up his story. Like it's not going to tidy up and be a nice little bow and bada bing, bada boom, we're done. He's he's a big narrative, and he, from what I understand, what Marvel's trying to do right now is they need a Thanos villain, like a Thanos-level villain in the movies. And people are all saying it's Doom. People are all saying it's Galactus. I think that Doom is going to be like... Doom, I don't know if, if he's going to be the Thanos... But I I think he will be like an he'll be like an Ultron, like he'll be a mid level boss, and then Kang is still the final boss boss. Really? I ha- I don't know. Have- I feel like they're just these themes are just so big. I, ju- I yeah. you know what? Let I'm gonna I'm gonna go with what Ryan said. I don't know how to answer that question only because we have tackled such big themes in this mm-hmm. podcast that I I it's hard for me to visualize Kang somehow. There's no way you could wrap up his story right now. No, just, no. I, I yeah. just, I don't know. How do you, how are you going to tell that story along with everything else? Right. Mm-hmm. I just think it's just, it's too big. You'd have to weave them together somehow. And the only way I can think of, and this is literally just, pull, like. And again, we're going back to Kang is, how do we know he's in this, in this specific plane or right. in this mm-hmm. timeline? Yeah. We don't know where Kang really fits in in the time in the Marvel timeline because he does he's only affecting that specific plane. That's why, yeah. It's, Do you it's know like what I mean? Who, like, so what, where and when is? I it? just feel so entirely mm-hmm. separate. So it's mm-hmm. it's so removed from what we're doing, but we know they're sprinkling him. Like we know he's not just going to be in Loki, and apparently he's not just going to be in Ant Man. I the only thing I can think of. And it probably makes no sense, and it might be too crazy by half a mile, but is that these big space gods come and they mess stuff up so badly that the Avengers or whoever goes to make a deal with the devil and they go to Kang and they say, look, you're a time guy. Can you undo this? And he does, but there's consequences. Yeah, there's Spider-Man consequences. Spider-Man. He makes the same mistake twice. Playing with time. You know what? I like that actually. I'm gonna give you that yeah. one on that. I'm gonna give you that one, Fantasia. But I will say, I will say, I don't know if I'm 100% sold on the idea because you know tonight we solved a lot of mysteries. We did, we did. <laughs> but there are some mysteries that are left unsolved. Oh damn, Ryan! Oh, cue the scary music. Well, that was a really insightful look. You guys are a couple of Sherlock Holmeses. And I'm glad I had you aboard here to, to look at these mysteries because there's a lot. And most of those were just from stuff that came out in 2021. Isn't that nuts? Just 2021. Yeah. yeah. So we, uh, I'm glad we got to do it before new stuff came out this year because I feel like that's just going to add more to the mix. Uh, and maybe next year we'll be doing another one of these around two. Uh, but in the meantime, folks, do you have any last things to say before we wrap up? This is going to be the best year for MCU now. We've got we got out of the woods with Eternals and now we're walking in and and 
ended on probably one of the biggest notes for the MCU with Spider-Man. And now we're kicking off the new year with freaking Moon Knight right out of the gate. And then we got freaking Doctor Strange. And then we have freaking Thor Love and Thunder. And then this is going to be the craziest year for Marvel. I am excited for Supernatural. I'm excited for Blade. Like, I, I, I'm I not a huge um, Jared Leto fan. I just yeah, think he's same. awful. I'm excited for Morbius just because it's like, yes, we're finally entering this world. We're finally going to go there. I think Tommy Wiseau would have been a perfect Morbius. But they, oh, they absolutely. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. Uh, I'm, th- I'm definitely right looking there. forward to the Netflix smash hit, The Kissing Booth 5, and then the Marvel stuff. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I agree. This is going to be a very good year. But until more mysteries crop up, I hope everybody listening realizes how smart and wonderful the three of us are and how we totally nailed every guess that we made. Uh, so we'll see you all next time, or you'll hear us all next time, depending what medium you use. I ain't gonna judge you. You're on Infinity Rewatch. Until then, please have a marvelous day.